Welcome to Jump Podcast. I'm your host, Traveling Jackie, and I'm here to explore travel, adventure, and lifestyle in ways meant to motivate you to move and get out and see the world. Let this show be a source of travel advice and inspiration, but remember that in the end, it's you who takes the leap. Hi. Hey guys. How are you doing? I know I can't hear you if you respond because this is one way audio, but I hope you know I'm really sitting here at the other end of this audio and I've really been thinking about you lately and I hope you and your families are staying safe and staying healthy during these unprecedented times. Just a quick note, if you're listening to this in the future, It's March 2020 right now, and we are amidst a global pandemic. The travel industry has shut down, and it's hard times for a lot of people. I know this is largely a travel podcast, but I'm not going to focus on what we can't do today. I want to focus on what we can do. And for the record, I'm not going to talk about the virus because I'm not an expert in that arena at all. Instead, I want to connect with you as a human being. And you know what? Just being here right now, just being in front of my mic, (laughs) even though I'm alone in my house, like always, (laughs) it feels comfortable. It feels normal. It makes me feel connected to you to so many of you whom I've met in person or messaged with online. I know you guys are out there and we need our communities more than ever right now. I need you right now. And so here I am hoping that hearing my voice and listening to this podcast, perhaps like always, will help you feel normal, at least for the next 30 or 40 minutes or so. Lock it up. Okay. In today's episode, I'm going to cover four things and I'm going to tell you about those in just a minute. But first, I need to give you guys a rather important update. You may have seen this by email or social media already, but unfortunately, uh, and not surprisingly, I suppose, I had to cancel the upcoming adventure retreat I was supposed to host in Italy this May. It was not a decision I made lightly. I spent a week deep in research and consultation with my people to determine the best course of action. But ultimately, your safety is my priority and I won't put my travelers at risk. So I canceled it. It took me a few days just to recover from that intense decision-making process. And during that time, I became a writing machine. But I'm going to get to that in a minute because There is a silver lining to having canceled the Italy retreat that I want to share with you. And in order to do that, I'm going to take you behind the scenes for a minute. Two weeks ago, while I was deep in deliberation about whether to cancel the retreat or not, and a million voices with no clear direction were adding to the chaos in my head, you know what I did? I turned to my own retreat material. I sat myself down with my session notes and my journal and turned off the news. 
About six hours and 10 prompted handwritten journal pages later, I could see the answer clearly as well as the next steps forward. I walked outside and turned my face into the sunshine, closing my eyes. I felt quiet with a peace and calm that I hadn't known in weeks. I had harnessed the confidence, courage, and discernment within to make a tough decision and move forward in a new direction. I just needed to allow myself the space and tools to discover it. This, you guys, my friends, is what I want to share with you. Space and tools to discover what you already have within. For two years, my participants have called my retreat transformational, life-changing, mind-blowing. And for two years, I've been dreaming of a way to share it with more people. The result and the silver lining is this. I'm already in the midst of designing an online version of this retreat, and I'll be launching it sooner than planned so I can meet participants exactly where they are. Just like me, you may be facing major changes and I want to help you navigate those changes. My original plan was to launch the virtual version in September, but I'm pulling it together and I'm pushing it up because I believe it's my responsibility to make it available as soon as possible. So I'm now aiming for May or June. So please stay tuned for more information on that. You can sign up to get updates for that and any other trips by going straight to jumpexperiences.com. I really can't wait to share this experience with you in a new way, despite having to cancel the in-person experience in Tuscany this year. Okay, now I'm going to tell you what we're here to talk about today. As I mentioned a couple minutes ago, there are four things. And as I also mentioned, lately I have been a writing machine. (laughs) I've been totally inspired to write as I am in most dark times in my life, which is another subject. So we're going to have an open mic session again. I first did this in episode 123, where I read pieces I wrote about coming home and I got some really great feedback. So thanks to those of you who encouraged me there. In today's open mic, I'm going to read to you three pieces that I've written. One I actually wrote three years ago, but I've been rereading it lately because it's helped me get through this self-isolation. And there are two more that I wrote just last week, mostly as offerings, sharing a bit vulnerably what I'm processing as a human right now with the intention of connecting through that with others and encouraging anyone who needs to hear it, anyone who can relate, anyone who my words speak to. Perhaps that's you today, or perhaps you can share this episode if someone comes to mind for you while I'm reading someone who may need to hear these words. The first piece is on loneliness. The second is a story and offering of courage. And the third is a word and a strategy that I want to offer in this season of change. Those are the first three things. And the last thing I'm going to cover today is more of an update, which includes an opportunity for both of us. So please stay tuned for that after I read these pieces to you. Also, thank you for being here. I so appreciate you. Thank you for listening as I exercise my courage with an open mic session, reading pieces of me out loud. 
If you want to grab a coffee or a tea or a blanket, something cozy to settle in for story time, I invite you to do that now. I'm sitting here with my fireplace on, a blanket and a cup of coffee while I read this. So join me in coziness. Cozy is my favorite. All right, here we go. The first post I'm going to read is called Even Superwoman Gets Lonely. And for the record, I'm not referring to myself as Superwoman here. I'm saying that no one is immune to loneliness, not even Superwoman. I wrote this while I was smack in the middle of my three years of solo nomadic travels. And I think we can liken my feelings of distance and loneliness of being alone on the road to being alone in our houses right now. This post has helped me put my loneliness into perspective right now. And I figured if it's helped me, perhaps it can help you too. Even Superwoman Gets Lonely, published January 17th, 2017. On loneliness, do you ever get lonely? As a solo traveler, I get this question often. While the answer seems obvious to me, I can understand why it might not be obvious to others. I am strong, independent, and traveling the world on my own, and I enjoy my own company. I couldn't do this if I got lonely, right? Wrong. To be a solo traveler goes against our nature as humans to be in community. The very word solo exists to recognize something that stands apart, separated from the rest, different and therefore labeled as such. This explains why it's hard for most humans to accept the idea of doing things solo. It's why people fear it and it's why we get lonely. When I travel, I'm usually apart from everyone I love. Of course I get lonely from time to time. It comes with the territory and it's nothing to be ashamed of or afraid of, nor should it ever deter anyone from traveling alone. Besides, there are far more benefits of solo travel than there are detriments. Alone does not automatically equal lonely. And loneliness itself is not a sign of weakness or defeat. It is a passing emotion, not a defining characteristic. If a woman is feeling lonely, it should never be misconstrued as a reflection of her self-worth, nor of her willingness to be accompanied by anyone uninvited, ever. While it has nothing to do with these things, we unfortunately still have to deal with the occasional idiot across the bar waving us over like he is entitled to our company. Not interested, not sorry. Lonely does not equal weak. Check, please. Technology only goes so far. In choosing to be a solo nomadic traveler, I have removed myself from the presence of everyone I know and love. Thank goodness for sweet technology that allows me to talk to my friends and family as consistently as, if not more than, I would if I were still living in the States. Just the other day, my best friend observed that our long distance friendship may even be stronger than before because we have to make more of an effort to keep it tight than we would if we lived across town where we might just take each other's presence for granted. As much as I love technology for allowing me the treasure of connection, sometimes it just doesn't cut it. Technology cannot deliver a hug. It cannot deliver a partner in crime, someone to explore a new brewery with, go paddleboarding on unfamiliar waters with, go for an afternoon run or hike with, help me take photos or record video or even watch my bags at the airport while I go grab a latte. Social media has proven pretty good at providing me with immediate interactions from viewers, making me feel like I really am sharing an experience with people. But the truth is, I'm still very much by myself. On friendship. They say women need to be hugged more than men, that it's scientifically beneficial for our hearts. I could have told you that without science. 
While I do make friends and even share hello and goodbye hugs and even kisses in some countries, I wish my culture did this. These are brief and don't have the same effect as a real hug from a loved one. The friendships I make on the road are often just routine, like these courtesy hugs and kisses. Yes, they exist, but they lack depth, history, understanding, trust, all the things that characterize a real friendship. They even very often lack any sort of future besides an occasional like on Facebook. They are temporary, bound by the period of time I spend in the presence of these people. No matter how much I might enjoy their company for the time being, they never really get to know me, nor do I really get to know them. When it's time to move on, we do. We are mostly just passers-by, our paths unaltered. That is why one difficult goodbye can easily outweigh a hundred new hellos. Occasionally, I intersect with someone I perceive as different, as if we were seeds from the same pod. Soul sisters, soul brothers, those who share an understanding with me beyond the surface, even if we just met. It never takes me long to identify this bond, and these people are the ones worth keeping. These are the ones I allow permission to alter my path. I remember the very moment when my friend Sabrina and I became best friends. It all happened within minutes. We had decided to go for a training hike together as we had both been accepted to run a rugged mountain race in Montana. Within our first mile, we had identified a countless number of strange things we had in common, which kept us completely on our toes in excitement until I finally geeked out at her and said, did we just become best friends? She decided to keep me too, despite the Will Ferrell quote. Wherever you are, it is your friends who make your world. Over the years, I've learned that this really is true, and it is why any long-term solo traveler gets lonely from time to time. Being strong through loneliness. I know I've chosen this lifestyle, and it's a damn good thing I've learned to love who I am on my own, without anyone physically by my side. Otherwise, I'd have more serious problems to worry about than loneliness. Be wary of that. Recognize the difference. I've learned to recognize when I'm just having a bad day or a sad day. I know it will pass. Usually I just need a good night's sleep or anything in my personal toolkit that centers me like a good long run, yoga, writing, or a Jon Snow marathon with chocolate ice cream. The occasional challenge of loneliness on the road is just one more weight that strengthens my courage muscles. I know a lot of you see me as fiercely strong and independent, and I appreciate that sentiment. I may be strong and independent, but mostly... I'm just brave. It definitely doesn't mean that I'm immune to the challenges of being human. I appreciate the respect and encouragement that I receive from all of you because it fuels the flame that keeps me marching on my path and it lifts my chin a little higher with each step. There are a lot of reasons I'm doing this. And if I just step back and look around, I see them everywhere. That alone diminishes my loneliness. Thank you for accompanying me on this journey. Even if it is just through technology, it means more to me to receive your comments and messages than you may realize. So please, if you have thoughts on this, speak up, share in the comments. I always look forward to hearing from you. Also, share the love. If you love your friends, tell them all the time. Before I published this, I called all my best friends and told them how grateful I am to have them in my life. I couldn't do this without them. I don't believe any of us can. That's the end of that one. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Sometimes we just need to swallow the temporary pill and know that the state of things will change. And most importantly, we need to recognize that how we are is not who we are. The next one is a story about courage. It's called 
Be Brave, and Other Things We Can Do When Times Get Rough, published March 14th, 2020. There are many voices, yet there is no guidebook. We are all taking steps into the wilderness together, perhaps not hand in hand or even within three feet of each other, but we are in this together. I'm not going to talk about the details of COVID-19 here. I have no authority to speak or advise in the arena of public health. Let's save that for the CDC and the WHO. My authority here is in the arena of courage, something I believe we all need to harness right now. I'd like to speak to that. When the waves are too high and the raft is too small. I have a phobia of being in what I call wild water, which mostly consists of rivers and oceans. Who am I kidding? It's anything with waves, including that water park wave pool you loved as a child. If you've ever personally experienced a phobia or even witnessed someone else's, you understand the involuntary crippling effects they carry. In June of 2015, I went on a hosted adventure trip to Ecuador. One of the planned activities was whitewater rafting on a class three river in the Amazon. Deep breath. I harnessed my inner engine that could, shared with my soon to be paddle mates about my phobia and how I'd like them to help me if something goes wrong and made my decision to get in the boat. As it turns out, this wasn't even close to a class three river. And when our raft endowed straight into the middle of a class five plus rapid, we were all immediately ejected into the depths of the Rio Napo. In that parallel universe under the surface, I no longer resembled myself. Instead, I became a ragdoll in a washing machine, aware only of darkness, disoriented and powerless to fight the thrashing, spinning, twisting until the cycle ended and released me to the surface. By the time I opened my eyes, everyone else was already up and working together on flipping the boat back over. The upside down raft was not far from me and I quickly identified it as a lifeline. I didn't think twice about focusing all of my energy into moving towards it and reaching one arm out to grab it. At this point, we had cleared the rapid, but were still moving very quickly toward who knows what. I didn't even have the awareness to look downstream. The person closest to me in the water knew about my phobia. He swam towards me and grabbed me, despite my free arm grabbing him back as if he were a scratching post. He looked me straight in the eyes and said, it's okay. You are okay. You need to let go of the boat. I was terrified to let go. In fact, letting go seemed exactly the opposite of what I needed and definitely not what I wanted in that moment. Yet in that same instant, I also saw the bigger picture. In hearing my friend's words, I understood that the progress of the rescue effort was dependent on my letting go of the boat. Despite my selfish wishes to hang on, I knew I was only adding to the problem and that safety for everyone, including me, would come faster if I instead chose to be brave and be part of the solution. I let go of the boat. It is a scary thing to let go of what feels like a lifeline, especially in a swift current when only the unknown lies ahead and beneath. But in order for the rescue to happen at all, in order for everyone in the water to have a chance at safety, we need to work together. It is the same scenario in the world today. Let's see how the lessons are similar. No matter how scary or uncertain the waters. Work together. It takes everyone's participation to flip the boat. Whether you are sharing the heavy lifting or keeping your distance, every role matters. See the big picture. Don't hoard the lifeline for yourself. By doing so, you put your friends, family, and everyone else in danger. Instead, 
Consider how letting go of what you are so tightly holding onto will benefit everyone, including you. For the record, this includes hoarding toilet paper and food and going out in groups. Be strong for the vulnerable. Many people are depending on you with their lives. If you are the strong and healthy, don't just act for yourself. Act in the best interests of the vulnerable, even if it means keeping your distance. Keep treading. Only you have the true strength to hold your head above the waves, and it is your responsibility to do so. Don't forget about your life jacket. What are the things that will center you, give you peace, lift you up, and keep you afloat in this time? Wrap yourself up in those things. Listen to the experts. The river guides wouldn't tell you to let go of the boat if they didn't have a good reason to do so. Insert self-isolation and social distancing here. By letting go, you allow them the space to control the situation the best way that they know how, in the interest of everyone's safety. Be kind. Fear is real. There is a lot of it going around. And if you are not experiencing it, you are one of the lucky ones. Look downstream. Don't let the fear of the moment completely paralyze you from realizing that flow itself is opportunity. Water has just as much potential to find its way through cracks in a dam as it does to be caught in a whirlpool. Your flow is your choice. Let go of what doesn't serve you. Ain't nobody got time for that. Focus on what you can do. Choose to let go of what you have no control over to begin with. Find a scratching post to hold you steady while you get your bearings. Breathe, daydream about, or even start planning for an adventure to come. We're all going to need things to keep us occupied and moving forward. Ask yourself, does the person you are being right now at home, at grocery stores, on social media, resemble the person you want to be? If not, how can you course correct? This too shall pass. Until it does, be brave and be part of the solution. Within minutes of letting go of the boat, I was safely inside it once again, literally pinching myself to see if what I had experienced was just a bad dream. It wasn't. The bare skin I pinched felt immediately tingly and warm. The sun was shining on me. I just hadn't noticed it in my darkness. Alive is a good feeling. Strong is a good feeling. Brave is a good feeling. I was surprised to be all three in that moment. Perhaps as you navigate these high waters and uncertain times, you'll also begin to notice that the sun has been shining this entire time, ready to warm your skin if you just turn to it. Maybe if you listen, you'll hear the birds insisting that spring is near, even in the snowy north. If you look up, you'll see that the stars still dot the night sky, just like they always have. You may even hear people singing across the streets to each other from the windows of their homes as they sit together in self-isolation. We are a resilient species and we will get through this. We can navigate any wilderness, guidebook or not. Sometimes it just takes a village, the whole village. Be part of the village. Be part of the solution. This morning, while scrolling Instagram instead of sleeping at 6 a.m. on an average self-isolation Saturday, I came across this caption. What are you good at and how can it help someone? Courage is my gift. Words are my medium. My purpose for putting these words here today is to encourage at least one other person to be brave and make good decisions in the midst of rough times. What is your gift and how can you share it today? That is the end of that one. And by the way, all of these are published on my blog at travelingjackie.com slash blog. If you're interested in reading them again or sharing them with others, 
Or even if something speaks to you today and you'd like to leave a comment, you can do so on these posts. I would love to hear from you. The last one is called A Word for a Troubled Season, published March 17th, 2020. Each year, I choose a new word that represents my goals or the direction I want to take or what I'd like to work on for that year. These words act as beacons to keep me on track in my purpose and short-term or overall mission. They can also be chosen for specific projects, goals, or time periods. And right now, I'm calling on one for this season of change. And since I'm far from the only one affected by this massively unforeseen event, I'd like to offer it as a strategy for you as well, especially to my fellow entrepreneurs in the travel industry and beyond. Pivot. Pivot. Noun. The central point, pin, or shaft on which a mechanism turns or oscillates. Verb. To turn on a pivot. That was Google's definition. My turn. Pivot. Action. To stop momentum abruptly, consider alternate directions, and choose one that moves us closer to where we want to be, all while maintaining balance. We pivot to course correct in the face of trouble. We move from a pivot point one step at a time. Taking steps, even baby steps, eventually leads to momentum. Momentum will carry us in the direction we chose until we choose to pivot again. My industry shut down almost overnight. This is about putting one foot in front of the other and regaining control and the momentum to keep moving forward. Default is not a strategy. I've learned over the years that a lot of my stress and despair in dark times comes from an absence of control in my life. When we are not taking control of our own lives, it means that someone else is, rendering us with feelings of helplessness and hopelessness. This leads us to default. We default to the inside of the box that someone else built, by the way. We default to other people's decisions. We react defensive strategy instead of take action offensive strategy. My favorite book is Essentialism, and it has taught me the value of design over default. Design. Design, in this case, is the action of deliberately choosing the steps that align with and move us closer to our own mission or goals. The more we design, the more our lives look uniquely like us. Default. Default, alternatively, is the reaction of acquiescing to the decisions of those around us for lack of our own ideas or direction. The more we default, the less our lives resemble us, the more they resemble those around us, and the further we move from our own purpose. Enter global emergency. A lot of what is happening right now is completely out of our control, which does not give us a lot of room to design. Exhibit A, my jump retreat in Tuscany this May. I lead adventure tours and I was supposed to host a retreat in Tuscany this May. Unless you've been living in a box and maybe you're better off that way at this point, you know that Tuscany, as well as the rest of Italy, is under lockdown right now. While the EU travel ban is set to lift sometime in mid-April, there is an equal chance that it might not happen. For all we know, travel bans could end up being reinforced in the other direction because the virus is only now starting to spread in the US. We really have no idea. But one expert opinion that I believe to be credible says that this isn't going to be over by mid-April. As owner slash director of fun slash creative hat wearer slash communications and PR attempter slash ultimately decision maker in my business, I alone had the great joy of determining the best course of action for my retreat participants and me. Let me tell you something. 
this is hard. Fortunately, I'm not actually alone. None of us really are. While I'm responsible for the final call, I have consulted, besides all of the news updates, my best friend, my mom, my business adventure guide, my tour partners in Italy, and of course, my insurance agent. There was no clear consensus. No one knows what to do right now. Still, leaning on my people, no matter the darkness, has been one of the greatest lessons I've learned. It does take a village. Keep your village close. Ultimately, I cannot put the safety of my travelers at risk and May is coming up fast. As my travel schedule for the second half of the year is already near capacity, I'm also not prepared to reschedule this itinerary for 2020. I made the hard decision to cancel the trip. Exhibit B, my travel website that depends on travel. You may only know me as Traveling Jackie, but seven years ago, I started my adventure as an online entrepreneur by creating a niche website called The Budget-Minded Traveler. This website is my steady and used to be growing until coronavirus showed up passive income generator. I count on that income. Right now, the travel industry as a whole, as in any business that depends on the right and freedom to travel, which includes me, my partners worldwide, my industry friends, is among the economically devastated. Enter Pivot. Luckily, we were all born with brains. And when we actually use them, human brains are known for being exceptionally creative. I and my counterparts worldwide, and maybe you too, have one of two scenarios to choose from right now. One, default. Woe is me. Everything is going to shit. I hope this turns around soon so I can get back on my feet. I just don't know what to do. Sound the alarm. Also, buy all of the toilet paper. As Shannon Stoll, CEO of the Adventure Travel Trade Association, said recently, hope is not a business strategy. Two, design. Pivot. My back is up against the wall, but I've been here before. Hell, I started this business. I know its ins and outs. I am creative. I have resources and I have options. I am one of the lucky ones. I will course correct, regain control, and continue to move closer to where I want to be one step at a time. It's time to pivot and design our next steps very carefully. Your pivot. You may be thinking, okay, that's great. Pivot, design, I subscribe. But what the hell am I actually going to do? If your back is up against the wall, push the damn wall over. It's time to think outside the box. Perhaps these steps will help. Step one, be clear about where you want to be. Make sure you know what your goals look like for you, financially, relationally, personally, whatever it may be, so that when you pivot enough to see which path leads to that place, you'll recognize it. Write it down. This is your goal. Step two, answer this. What are you good at and how can it help someone? Make a list of all your talents. Then put a star next to any which are potentially marketable or necessary in these times. Try to steer clear of anything that depends on immediate travel or large crowds. Alternatively, if you are the rock for your friends or family, take care of yourself first so that you can be available for them. Step three, consider what resources do you already have access to that might help you implement the answers from step two. Consider people, colleagues, friends, your audience, Financial situation. Perhaps you have money set aside or can find expenses you could cut back on to help cover bills for a while. Internet savviness, online software, 
time, availability, health, a vehicle, a willingness to serve, a fluffy German shepherd puppy that people would hire for cuddle therapy during cabin fever if you let them. Be creative. Step four, reach out to your village. Who do you know that can either help you accomplish this idea or at least be in your corner for support while you take baby steps in this new direction? Gather your village and ready your team. Step five, harness that courage. Be brave. Take that first baby step. Discover renewed momentum. Henry Ford said, whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. This is your chance to take a fresh step. What will you do with it? My pivot. Until the travel bans are lifted and we are safe to move about the cabin, my next step is not going to be dependent on immediate travel. We've already witnessed the effects of said strategy in exhibits A and B. I truly am fortunate though, because I have recently broken virtual ground on a project that was slated to launch in September, but in light of recent events and the flexibility to pivot, I'm moving it up. I'm designing and launching a virtual version of my adventure retreat. This is the same retreat that I started in Ecuador and was supposed to host in Tuscany this May. And that for the past two years, I've watched empower and change many lives, including my own twice. Because it's virtual, delivered via online media and small group video chats, it'll be BYOB, pizza and adventure activities. Although I do have a creative plan for that. But the real good stuff the personal discovery elements that make this retreat so powerful that no travel ban can ever take from us will be the same. I had no idea even two weeks ago how much this decision would mean for me now. You know what else? I've also started writing a new book. This is me pushing the wall over. Remember that you have a choice. Mark Manson in a recent blog post said, If you look throughout history, the biggest and most necessary changes typically come in the wake of crises, much like our most important personal changes often come in the wake of our traumas. There's always growth in pain and there's always opportunity for creation in destruction. A couple days ago, I wrote a post about being brave and harnessing courage during this season. In it, I likened our global emergency to an experience I had in a whitewater raft. I talked a lot about the flow of water. I considered using divert as my word, as I love the analogy of water diverting around obstacles in its path. There is, however, a big difference between humans and water. Humans have a choice. Divert is a reaction, a default, whereas pivot is a choice, a designed action that leaves you in control. There's no saying how many times we may need to pivot in the coming months. Just remember, we are not alone. And we always, no matter what, have a choice to go forward with action, balance, design, control, and newfound momentum. And that's the end of that one. Thanks for sitting through story time with me and letting me read those to you. I hope that they can encourage you today. As we are all in these hard times together, we must be here for each other and stay positive and know that this is in fact temporary. This really will pass. And now for the update. I wanted to give you guys a little more behind the scenes info today. So here we go. And spoiler alert, I am going to start with an ask. Yes, I'm going to continue exercising my courage muscles here today by being bold and vulnerable and starting with an ask. If you've listened to this show for any amount of time, you'll have noticed that 
all of last year, I had advertisers on the show. And as of 2020, I've stopped the ads. And this is because I felt cornered into producing shows in a timely manner, which to me often felt like quantity over quality. And that just didn't sit right with me. I stand behind every episode that I've published, but I felt a lot of pressure to perform last year when I had paying advertisers and a commitment to publish an episode every two weeks. So I stopped. I gave myself space to breathe, to slow down, and to produce shows only when I'm truly inspired to do so, which for me means quality over quantity. And that feels right. So here comes the vulnerable part. I don't need to explain why this is a really bad time to be in the travel industry and to have given up my advertisers. You may have noticed that other travel experts are coming up with new ways to create income right now. Even Nomadic Matt just started a Patreon account to make his platform reader supported. Um, If you guys have other favorite travel podcasters or bloggers who are doing something along those lines in this time, please go check that out on behalf of all of us. These are drastic times. It is the same all across the board in travel. So it's time to get creative. And I'd like to be brave and suggest an opportunity for both of us. And this is my ask. Remember my online travel course that I created and launched in 2017? Many of you will remember the Budget-Minded Traveler Blueprint. And for many of you, this will be the first time you'll have heard of it. Well, I occasionally update it and I just did a refresh for it to give it some new photos and make sure the links and material are up to date. And I also marked the price down to $39 because I want it to be as accessible to you as ever. It is an incredible comprehensive guide to turning you into a total pro traveler. And I'd like to personally invite you to check it out. Watch the video I made to promote it, read the testimonials from previous participants and consider enrolling for the $39, which by doing so, you're also supporting me during this hard time. The best part is that it's win-win because you get an entire 15 years of my knowledge, expertise, and resources packed into the 12 modules and over 50 lessons, which include money, smarts, bank cards, passports, visas, immunizations, transportation, flight deals, accommodations, volunteer programs, luggage, packing, safety, travel insurance, cell service. And of course, because it's me, story time, stories that I tell on video of the good, the bad, and the ugly in travel, all in an effort to prepare you as best as possible for your next adventure. And with your purchase, with your support, you're helping me keep my business afloat. You can find it at travelingjackie.com slash course, travelingjackie.com slash course. And there's also a link on the podcast page if you forget at jumppodcast.com. Just be warned, you'll be so excited to travel that it might physically hurt since we can't do that quite yet. But hey, you'll be ready, extra ready when the time comes that we can hit the road again. Also, if you're thinking about joining my online retreat in May or June, enroll in this course now so you can see firsthand the energy and quality I put into these virtual experiences as I will set the online retreat up very similarly. If you do that, I will make this promise to you right now. If you enroll in this course and also end up registering for my online retreat when it launches, 
I will refund you the $39 for this course. Just ask me when you register for the retreat and I will honor it. Thank you in advance for supporting me in this way. If you decide to, I truly hope that you enjoy the travel course and be inspired to use this time to plan your next adventure and also be inspired by the goals and the comments you'll see in there from those who have gone before you. And if you've already enrolled in the course in the past, you could consider gifting it to someone else. Just put their email address when you check out. Again, you can find it at travelingjackie.com slash course. In other news, at this point, our Croatia bike and boat trip at the end of September is still on. And though it is still sold out and there is a wait list, a few of those people on the wait list have already been able to officially register and join us. So I do encourage you to get on the wait list if you're interested. I do expect to be inviting more people from the wait list. We still have plenty of time before that trip departs in September. And we are all going to need a super kick-ass vacation by then. I cannot wait for this trip and I would love for you to join us. You can find that at jumpexperiences.com or travelingjackie.com slash Croatia. Either of those will get you there, whatever's easier to remember. <sighs> All right. I think we are done here for today. Honestly, you guys, I'm feeling better already just for recording this, just for being here with you guys, for doing something normal, for connecting with my incredible community. You know, I've wondered if I should re-record that beginning part where I obviously cried, but no, I can't pretend that this whole thing hasn't had me in tears for a lot of reasons lately. So no, I'm not even going to touch the editing on that part. These are rough times and I'm not ashamed that I'm feeling it big time. This platform has been an incredible place for me to be real with you. You guys really are the absolute best. Thank you so much for being here, for being part of this community with me. Thank you for your support. And please, if there's anything I can do for you, please find me on Instagram at Traveling Jackie. Send me a message. I am in your corner too, just like you are in mine. Thank you for tuning in today. I'll be back soon. I promise. Stay safe.